many are getting weak, many are failing, and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa. Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's word through his special servant. And now, Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. I love be your name forever. Thank you for your presence in our lives. Thank you for your graciousness, oh God. Even when our weaknesses and our mistakes deserve harsher punishment to show us your goodness. Oh Lord, we give you praise. Oh Lord, we bless your name. Oh, the lifting of our hands and the lifting of our voices and the lifting up of our praise is unto you. Oh, it's unto you, Lord. It's unto you, Lord. It's unto you, Lord. How we bless you. How we bless you. How we bless you. How we bless you. Be magnified, our King. Oh. Hallelujah. You are good, Lord. You are good. And your mercies endure forever. There's no end to your love. There's no boundary to your graciousness. Your kindness is beyond understanding. And today we say, blessed be your name, almighty Father. We say, blessed be your name, almighty God. And tonight be revealed in our midst. Be revealed in the midst of your children. Let us hear your voice. Let us witness. Let us taste of your bountifulness. And let our praise know no end. Thank you, precious Father, for you are here in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Somebody celebrate the Lord right now. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him a shout of praise. Shout glory. Hallelujah. Give somebody a smile which will show your 9951 teeth. Let somebody know that you are happy to be in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Is it those who don't want to see their teeth? They are showing us that it is about 2,567. Hallelujah. Give somebody a high five. Tell the person you are blessed. Tell the person the blessing of the Lord is upon your life. Look at the person and give the person a dashing smile and say, I welcome you to the presence of God. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Let's appreciate the Lord one more time with a clap of friend and let's take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Wow, because he is good and his mercies endure forever. What a blessed song, what a blessed testimony he has given us. And tonight if we are here, it is because of that testimony. He is good, he is good, he is good. Hallelujah. But you know the unfortunate thing, many people don't have a revelation or understanding of his goodness. Many of his children, even sometimes uh, believers, especially us in the church today, we've not really come to understand God. We've not come to appreciate the goodness of God. And so because of that, a lot of things go wrong in our lives. A lot of things are not in their rightful place in our relationship with God. Our faith becomes weak. Our trust becomes vain. And we are not able to progress steadily in the goodness of God. We speak about one God and we experience another God. We speak about one uh, ability of God. And yet our actions and even our inactions show the impotence of God. We speak about the fact that God can do everything. But when we people listen to our language, it is as though there is a contradiction 
there's a contradiction tonight one thing i pray for is that there'll be a revelation to our spirits of who our god is in the mighty name of jesus christ will you lift up your right hand with me wherever you are say father tonight i declare my heart is open and my mind is ready to receive with humility your word that can save my soul and transform my life and cause me to see progress today i receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of god that i will grow in insights and understanding of who my maker is and who he has made me to be and how i relate with him to get the maximum effects of my work with god thank you jesus for this is done in your name hallelujah precious father anoint these lips of clay let them minister oracles Father, open up the hearts of everyone over here under the sound of my voice. Bring us into a place of personal fellowship through your word. And let our lives never be the same again. Cause us to leave this place deeper than when we came. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Somebody say, God is good. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time. Sorry, God is good. And all the time, yes, those who are drinking from God, you call him God. Those of us uh, who come from God, we call him God. Hallelujah. We give God all the praise. God is truly good. And that is revealed to us in the scriptures on many, many levels. And tonight, I will just want to share with you on the subject, the goodness of God. This is a month of uh, celebrating or a month of the Lord's goodness where we want to look at the graciousness of God. There's no Christianity without the grace of God. The Bible says that it is of uh, we are saved by grace through faith. Our salvation is an act of the graciousness of God. And the most important thing that can ever happen in a person's life is salvation. This is where your soul is saved from the uh, consequences of sin. We are saved from hell. We are saved from the uh, repercussions that have come unto humanity as a result of the sin of our father Adam and his beloved wife Eve. That has been translated to there are many children some of them are seated in front of me today hallelujah but those of us who are born again we say that we have moved from eve uh, adam and eve we have moved to jesus hallelujah amen and amen so uh, we are delivered that is the most important thing that means that if we are to die today we have uh, we are we have assurance in christ we have assurance in god that irrespective of the hardships and the turmoil that is upon the earth there's a place that has been prepared for us jesus told the disciples said i go to prepare a place for you hallelujah he said if it was not so i would not tell you in other words there's a place that has been prepared for every child of god listen even if your mother or your father or your parents or nobody ever leaves you an inheritance on this earth you have an inheritance in god i said you have an inheritance in god it has already been prepared and you know the amazing thing? This was the inheritance that was prepared even before you became born again. Even before you became good. Even before you became uh, somebody who followed the things of God. God has already planned for you. And tonight, may God usher you into his plans for your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. So God is good. God is good. During miracle service uh, this past Sunday, I started speaking on that subject that God is good. And I, start, I shared with us using two scenarios, one from the scriptures, one from a story that I shared with you. And in the book of Matthew chapter number 16, we hear about uh, a good man or a great man going out looking for laborers or workers for his vineyard. The Bible says that he went out early in the morning to the marketplace, which was a square where unemployed people go and stand hoping to get work. And the Bible tells us that he employed some of them, agreed with them on a, a particular wage that they are going to receive at the end of the day. Mind you, according to the Jewish culture, a working day is 12 hours, so 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So that is the time of light, that is the time of work. Remember Jesus said that we can only work while it is still day. It is 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So they agreed that when we work with you from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., we, we are going to take one denarius or we are going to 
take uh, if we are using let's say our terms in Ghana say 1,000 Ghana cities that is what we are going to charge for our wage in a day our wage in a day so the Bible said about the third hour so that's around 9 a.m. now this same man went out into the marketplace and he saw other people who were still unemployed who in other words these were people who still needed a job they needed some help and he employed them also agreed or uh, for the same amount 100 Ghana cities and when he sent them into the vineyard to go and labor and to go and sweat the Bible said I did same at the sixth hour at the ninth hour Hour, and even at the 11th hour i told you that it's 12 hours right so at the 11th hour one more hour for the day to come to an end he still went out there you know this tells me how much if this is indeed a character of our god god never stops making efforts trying to bring us to himself trying to align us with his favor trying to align us with a better life he kept going and going and going and going even till the 11th hour he went out there and when he asked them what are you doing over here they looked so despondent and they said i mean we are still standing here hoping that a miracle will happen in the last hour never you give up on life god is still searching and god is still moving and god is still coming to you hallelujah the bible said that he said okay you go in and into the vineyard and go and join those who are working when the day comes and then whatever it is yours whatever is fair to you i'll give it to you in other words he promised that he was not going to cheat them the bible said that when the day was ended he called his steward his accountant his uh, cashier or however we call it in our terms today and he asked them him to pay them and he told them that stop paying them from the last person even on to the first and the uh, bible tells us something amazing when the last people came he gave them 100 guys cities the same amount that he had agreed with those who came in the morning the second group of people came they also received 100 Ghana cities now those who were employed first now were sitting there now they had started greedy people tasting the 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 the, the, the uh, pork that they were going to eat with the excess money <laughs> hallelujah because they agreed on that 100 Ghana cities because they know that's what they and their family need if those who came last are receiving 100 Ghana cities then pork ha, it go pipe something will happen <laughs> hallelujah those were womanizers were now just thinking about their girlfriends <laughs> i said oh baby oh my god god have mercy on all of them <laughs> praise god forevermore it's only the story that jesus said that he didn't say oh, it's all part of the story <laughs> praise god now the bible says that when they were also paid they were also paid the same amount 100 Ghana cities the Bible said that all of a sudden there was a mumble, there was a staring, there was a murmuring. People began to speak and they began to speak badly about this good man, this one who had come to deliver them from unemployment. He had come to deliver them from the shame of not having anything or any means by which they could support their family. And they began to speak, the Bible said they began to speak evil of this man. When this man heard the story, he asked them that, why are you angry? Did we not agree on a wage? You see, let me tell you something quickly before I continue. Be careful when you get legalistic with God. Be careful when you get legalistic with God, thinking that, oh, it is because you have served him. So God, according to the teaching on 25th of August, when Pastor Eben that day was wearing the green suit, and then he said, so I have obeyed all the things he said. If you do this, you see the goodness of God. So you are supposed to be good to me. Sometimes you may cap God's blessings. Okay, so you want 100 Ghana cities, take it. But you don't but be mindful i had about thousands in his left that was come to give to you he said did we not agree on a specific amount for the day why are you having an evil eye because i have decided to be good because i have decided to show somebody something or give somebody an experience that he will run home to his wife and say you won't believe what happened to me today Someone, an experience that will cause someone to run and just with tears and with joy mixed all together, go and give testimony of how they did not deserve it, and yet it had been given to them. So he said, why do you have an evil eye? Because I am good. Because I am good. 
Glory to Jesus Christ. It is of vital importance we understand this. And then I shared with, I shared with us again about a story about how some students were going to write an exam of a professor and they were very scared, they were very worried, they were very anxious. Why? Because when they looked at the handouts, uh, they realized that a number of things were in there that they had not been taught. So the professor comes, boom, boomed in his loud voice and said that you are going to write your exam. You are responsible for the content of everything that you write. It's all going to come from the handouts. They did their best to study. Now, the time for the exam came, and they were seated in the exam hall. The bell rang. All of them took out their pens, pencils, what have you, and then they turned the exam papers upside down, and they saw the questions. By the end of every question, there was an answer. The questions had already been answered, and it was so beautiful that all of them had their individual names written at the top of each of their question papers. Each of their question papers. And the professor said, all of you get an A in this exam, not because you provided the answers, but I provided the answers on your behalf. These two stories tell us of one common, de- one common denominator. Somebody shows somebody some goodness. Somebody shows somebody some goodness. The goodness of God is something that sometimes is a bit difficult to define in one word, but then it is seen in our lives every single day. Every single day we see God doing something amazing in the lives of his children. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, the verse number 34, the Bible says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is what? Good. Give thanks to the Lord for his good. In Psalms 34 verse 8, he said, Taste and see what that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. In Psalm 100 verse number 4 to the verse number 5, he says, Enter his gates with what thanksgiving, and his cause with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good, and his love is eternal, and his faithfulness endures to all generations. Whenever you are thinking of God, this is the picture you should see God. How this, this is the picture, this is the portrait of God you should have. This is how you should perceive your God, the God that you relate with, whenever you are singing songs of praise, whenever we say that let's lift up our hands and begin to pray, we should know who we are referring to. He is not a callous God. He is not a passive God. He is a good God. And that good God wants to give you what you don't even deserve. He wants to bless you in a way that you never even imagined possible. Listen to me. Sometimes because of the mundane issues that are taking place in our lives, we feel as though this thing cannot be true. But God wants us to understand that this is true. Hallelujah. This is true. And may that truth be revealed to your spirit tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. In my message today, hopefully if I finish today, fine. If not, I'm going to end on Sunday morning and we are going to touch on three major areas. Number one, defining the goodness of God. I know I've defined it already, but I want us to look at it in a different light. You realize that anytime we are sharing on the subject of the goodness of God, I define it in a different light because God's goodness, God, the way God's goodness is revealed to me may be different from how it's revealed to you. But yet, it is still that same character of God. So we'll look at God's goodness defined and then we are going to look at how God's goodness is revealed so that at least we'll make an attempt to see how these areas are, we will see in our, in our life specifically, how the manifestation of that character called the goodness of God is expressed. And then we'll look at how we ought to respond as children of God, how we ought to respond to the fact that God is good. God is good. We sing about it every time. We say it often. But have we fully understood it? Have we really meditated on it? Even as I announce to you that this amount of the Lord's goodness, I wonder how many of us have really sat down and took time to think about it. You see, if you're a child of God and you are going to do very well in Christianity, you need to have thinking sessions. Sessions in a day, in a week, in a month, where you have put aside everything and you are meditating. You see, without meditation, you cannot be a deep Christian. Without meditation, you cannot be a solid Christian. Without meditation, you just be the Christian that comes to church and does not know his God. But with meditation, you get engrafted, established in the word of the Lord. 
you get established in who God is, your faith becomes real because now you get to a place of insight. The Bible says that the entrance of his word given light and bringeth understanding to the simple. That word simple or can also be defined as a fool. And the word actually that is not an insult, but it's a, a description of maturity. It talks about the naiveness of an individual. It talks about the insight of a person into a particular matter or into life in general. So you have somebody who is naive, somebody who is an inexperienced, has not seen a lot in life, and the way that person will view life will be different from somebody who is 60 years old or 80 years old or 90 years old. Life is different at each level of experience. And so God is saying that this one is inexperienced, and yet he says that the entrance of his word, look, listen to me, the focus is not on the word, but the focus is on the entrance. It brings a light, insight, understanding to the simple. It brings maturity to that person. At that point, when the person is engaging in life, the person is not engaging as a child. Paul said that when I was a child, I acted as a child. I spoke as a child. I taught as a child. But he said that when I grew up, I put aside childish things. There comes a point in life and a point in your work with God that certain things in life, you need to put them aside. Intentionally put them aside. They may not be bad. They may not be sins. But they are not the life of the mature. They are not the life of the mature. You have been a Christian for five years. You have been a Christian for ten years. And the same complaints that you used to have and the complaints that they used to have concerning your life five years ago, ten years ago, they are still the same. No change is taking place. If they said you were stubborn, you are still stubborn. If they said you were ignorant, you are still ignorant. If they said you are always angry, you are still angry. What is wrong with you? Paul said, I put them aside. Ever since you started working with God, what things have you put aside? What things have you put aside? Some of us are easily influenced by our families, even though our families may not be going in the direction of the vision of God for our lives, and yet we are still so easily waved. You have to wake up and come to a place where you can put your feet down and say that this is the direction of God concerning my life, and I'm moving in that direction. You see yourself constantly falling sick and yet you have read in the scriptures that by stripes I am healed and yet you are still going in a, 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 a life of ups and downs in your health. You have not intentionally done something to apply the supernatural that you have learned about to your health. You look into your finances, you look into the trajectory of life, your, your work in life, and it still is the same thing. You are still expressing childishness. When you speak, it is, the, it is the voice of a child that is coming out. When you express, it is the mind of a child that is coming out. Nothing that is established in deep spirituality is ever coming out of your mouth. You have to put those things aside. Wherefore, putting aside filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, let us receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul. There comes a point in your life as a child of God where some things must be garaged and some things must be outdoored. Some things must be outdoored. Some things must be outdoored. So we need to comfort. So meditation is of vital importance. We need to meditate on the goodness of God. Meditate on the scriptures. Find times when you are all alone with God and you are just thinking on God or thinking on his word. If we see us any beautiful thing in our lives today, it's because of some of these engagements. You can meditate on God to the point that we will sense the cloud of God surround us. I remember there were days and there were times uh, in various places uh, as I meditate on God, the presence of God becomes so strong that people who are with me in the room begin to feel that presence. People who are even less spiritual because meditation potentiates the presence of God that is with you. You give it a try and see. Try meditating effectively. Spending time with the word of God. If you don't understand meditation, you can see me after. But try meditating on the word of God effectively for three months. You will be amazed the results. Your life will completely change. I'm telling you, various areas of your life, you see much stability. Much stability, much focus. You see, so the devil fights our ability to meditate. How? Bing, 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 grim, grim. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. 
notifications. Somebody liked your comments. Somebody put, commented on your comments. A new news item has come. A new message. A new, a new, a new something. And so, have you realized that if you are not careful, you can spend about 20 hours of your day one way or the other with your mind on your phone? It endangers meditation. And so, we don't become very strong in the things of God. Listen to me, the Lord is speaking to me right now. That there's somebody over here, there's a gift of the Spirit that is in you, but the gift is still immature because you have not been having quality time with Him. You have not been having quality time with Him. He said, if you return to Him and you have quality time with Him for even three weeks from today consecutively, three weeks quality time, you, you, you come out alive and on fire. People begin to even call you that you are a prophet. Because the gift will arise. Will arise. Glory to Jesus Christ. Anyway, we are still talking about the goodness of God. We sing about it. We speak about it. But have we truly meditated on it to understand what do we mean by the goodness of God? What do we mean by the goodness of God? When we study the scriptures, we see the goodness of God defined in two areas or two, uh, in two characters. Uh, number one, it's uh, defined in two ways. Number one, it talks about his character. The character of God is goodness. God is good. It's even not exactly correct to say God is good because he is the person of goodness. Goodness is him and he is goodness. It's not something that is added to him like the way you and I, we, it's added to us and we do something good and they say we are good. No, ours is an external character that is being given to us. In fact, for us, we, it was imputed on, on us by the Holy Ghost when we became born again. But God, by his nature, is good. It's the extremest definition of everything that can ever be described as good. When you study the scripture, you find it there in so many areas. But in Psalm 119, verse 68, it captures the two. I mentioned number one, his character, and number two, his actions. So in the definition of the goodness of God, we see it in two ways. Number one, we see it in the character, the nature of God. And number two, we see it in the actions of God. Psalm 119, verse 68. Can we look at that scripture very quickly? The Bible says, uh, you are good and you do what is good. Did you see it over there? First part describes his character. Second part describes the things that he does. You are good and you do what is good. You are good and you do good. Huh? He said, thou art good and thou doest good. So it talks about the two ways of defining the goodness of God. So that is his nature. Morally excellent, extraordinarily beautiful, deeply glad, extravagantly beautiful, bountiful he's the largest extremities of every beautiful gracious kind uh, definition of god hallelujah this is god that we are talking about that is why in when people came uh, came to uh, jesus and said good master he said uh, there's no one good but god there's no one good by God because he's saying that that is the nature of God. That is the, it is not just a quality. I, 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 I tremble to make it a quality of God because it's not a quality that God has. It is the character of who he is. It's the character of who he is. When Moses said, oh Lord, show me thy glory, he wanted to see who God actually is. When God came to pass in front of him, he saw the goodness of God. So it was the definition of who he was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We call a lot of things good. That was a good meat. That was good food. That was a good friend. That was a good movie. But none can ever truly be defined, defined as good except our God. Except God. Except God. Glory to Jesus. He is goodness itself. Now, somebody can never be something and uh, 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 not do it. So we can truly define the character of a person by the actions of the person. So we see it in his acts as well. You see God's goodness in so many areas. You see how he, out of his goodness, he delivered the children of Israel. He saw how out of his goodness, he healed the sick, did so many acts of kindness, showed extreme mercies. His actions are all the time directed towards the character or manifestation of the character of his goodness. So we see so many things that express that God is good. 
God is good. I'm going to be speaking to you, uh, uh, sharing a few things with you, so I will not belabor that point too much. So we see the goodness of God, number one, in his character, and then number two, we see it in his actions. And uh, sometimes, like I said earlier, maybe because of how things are going on in our lives, because of, oh, I've been trying to go to school, and for so many years, I've prayed and prayed and prayed, and yet nobody, I've nobody has even paid my fees. This thing that they say God is good, and you see, it, it sounds some way to me. I say sometimes we are afraid to even say it because we are afraid of God. What if God is some thunder? If I go and say that God is a bad God, boom, hey, I'm gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. But today, let me just attempt through the scriptures to show you the goodness of God. And I hope that we'll be able to see it in our lives. We'll be able to appreciate it. Praise God forevermore. So, there are three major channels that God's goodness is expressed. That we are able to see it run about in everything that we, in everything that is about us. Everything that is around us. Number one is what we call, I'm, I'm calling natural blessings. Natural blessings. Remember in one of the teachings of Jesus, he said that we should show, do good to our enemies so that we'll be like God who causes the sun to shine on both the evil and on the righteous. So, those are natural blessings. It are blessings that he reveals through nature. We see it in his creation. We see it in the expression of his power towards his creatures. So, I call it natural goodness. It is the lowest level at which God expresses his goodness. And it's actually the one that we also tend to overlook or to take for granted. When somebody goes to sleep and wakes up every morning and he says that there is no God. Are you crazy? Are you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you out of your mind? Do you know what happens when you are asleep? And how does your body system activate itself? When you wake up, what activates you to wake up? Again, these are natural blessings. What causes the rain to fall at the right time? What causes the sea to remain at its same point? You see, this and God does all of these things for the benefit of his creation. We overlook all of these things. In Psalm 145, you see the psalmist speaking. I share with you, as I've been telling you in announcements, we are reading one chapter of the book of Psalms every single day for this month. The month is almost ended. So if we have not started, start doing 10 chapters. <laughs> amen and amen. At least do a more, more than one chapter. But in Psalm 145, we see the psalmist talking about the goodness of God. David was expressing, the, celebrating the goodness of God. In verse number 3 and in verse number 4, the, the, the psalmist shouts and sings this song. He says, that, Yahweh is good. Jehovah is great and highly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation will declare your works to the next and will proclaim your might acts so he, he, they are seeing it in the thing that he has been doing generation after generation and said each generation will be declaring what are they going to be declaring we'll see that in chapter number seven uh, verse number seven to the verse number nine he said they'll give testimony of your great goodness and will joyfully sing of your righteousness the lord is gracious and compassionate slow to anger and great in faithful love verse number nine the lord is good to everyone 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 is there somebody over here you think that you don't deserve the goodness of god god says that he's good to everyone hallelujah he's good to everyone look at i said the lord is good to all and his mercies are over all his works everyone once you are created unless you say you are not created by god but even that one even if you say you are not created by god that doesn't make it true that doesn't make it true i don't believe in the law of gravity when i jump i'll still come down i don't need to believe in the law of gravity if it exists it exists and so God said that he created you and he's good to you. Hallelujah. And I say he's good to you. Listen, God is going to manifest his goodness in your life. You need to start appreciating. The more you appreciate this truth, the more he flows in your direction. And that is why this whole month, the Lord has been leading me to, I've been trying to look for other messages to preach. But every time the Lord keeps bringing me back to the same thing, go and tell them about my goodness. Why? I think possibly somebody does not still believe yet. One man 
was invited to come and preach in a church in a seven-day revival. On the day number one, he came and he said, repent and give your life to Christ. Day number two, repent and give your life to Christ. Day number three, repent and give your life to Christ. Day number four, repent and give your life to Christ. Now people started murmuring and then some of the big people went to speak to the deacons or the elders of the church and they told him that this man changed his message. Can't he preach any other thing? And so they went to see him and said, oh, the message was very good. The message was very good. But, but people are getting tired of that one message. You have a few days more to come. Can you change it? He said, I'll change when you repent. <laughs> Hallelujah. So somebody's hearing the same message about the goodness of God because maybe you still don't believe that God is good. Can everybody shout, God is good? Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. So God is good. He's good to all of his creatures. It does not matter who you are. It does not matter where you are coming from. The conclusion of the matter is that his mercies are over all of us. His compassion are over all the works that he made by his hands. Hallelujah. I did not make myself. I did not create myself. I did not give birth to myself. God created me. He brought me into this world and he has made it his responsibility to lavish upon me his kindness and his compassion so do you know what i will call myself i'm a product of grace i'm a product of grace all that is about my life is a picture a reflection of his greater lights the moon shines in its glory not because the moon by nature can produce light no the moon shines whenever we see the moon please it is a warm glory by the sun eyes it is so nice. It is just a reflection of the sun. God is a sun. Remember, it's a, the Lord is a sun and he's a shield. I am just his clay. I am just the moon that reflects the light of my father, the light of my son. Come on, will you arrest and allow your life or your body or your being to be like the moon and take advantage of his lights? Don't struggle to shine. Just let him shine for you and on you. And you reflect something beautiful. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So God is good. God is good. In the verse number 15 to the verse number 17 of the same Psalm 145, you see him expressing more of God's goodness. He says, all eyes. Hallelujah. How many eyes? So please, whether your eyes are black, I know some of your eyes are red, others are white, others are some way. He said, all eyes, they look to you and you give them their food in due time. Hallelujah. He said, you open your hand and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and gracious in all his acts. Look at that. He said, the eyes of all look expectantly to him. You know, this is one of the things that is missing in many Christians. They don't live in expectation. They are more problem conscious than they are supply conscious. They are, they are more conscious of the things that they are lacking than on the things that God can do. And that is actually a big blow, a big bullet in the faith, in the faith work. If you are a Christian, you are a child of God, you should be supply conscious because all things are, are yours. All things belong to your father. When you are more, when I learned this many years ago, when I was listening to Pastor Chris Oyakilome, I never knew that there was something called being supply conscious. All I knew was that we have to worry about your problems and see how you can solve them. But he said, he said, I'm, I've, I've stopped being conscious of my problems, of my lack. I am supply conscious. That means that every day I'm expecting something good to happen to me. I'm expecting somebody to remember me. I'm expecting a favor to come my way. When I started learning this, I said, oh, I said, oh, then me too, I have to be supply conscious. And I started to my mind, tuning my mind, taking my mind away from the things that I am not having and looking at the things that God can give me. Can I tell you something? It has changed my life. All eyes look expectantly to you. Are you expectant of God? When you wake up in the morning, you say, oh boy, it's a good day, another day for God to show me mercy. Or you wake up and say, hey, what am I going to eat today? Somebody even have the guts that uh, I heard this today from uh, Reverend Dr. Bempa, and it is actually true. Hey, for two months, I've not fallen sick. So you are expecting that something will happen to you. Sister, now why? Ask the person, uh, uh, why? Why? 
yeah, are you sure the person you are talking to the one and you are seen the person? You see your life. You see those who have been suspecting you. <laughs> Give God a clap of friend. Hallelujah. Why? Why are we more expectant of evil than we are expectant of good? The economy may be hard, but can we still expect that God will help us? Can we still expect that? Can we still expect that? You see, be expectant. He said, the eyes of all look expectantly to you. You know, uh, yeah, let me just leave this out, but I have grown to be more supply conscious. There are certain things that have been happening sometimes in my life, and then I'm, I'm, I need that thing, but I don't get worried about it. I know that somewhere somehow it will be sorted out. I don't know, I don't have the means, but I know it will be sorted out. It's just a matter of time. And every time it does, in fact, even today, something like that has happened. It's sorted out. You learn to have a certain character. Somehow, when you are having that kind of character, they will say, you are, I don't care. They will say that you are, your character is an I don't care character. No. You see, you are resting in your God. Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. It is something you develop. Having no worries. Hakuna Matata. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's a problem-free philosophy. Hakuna Matata. Yeah. <laughs> Give God a shout of praise. Celebrate him here now. Hallelujah. Carefree, Jesus said, Which of you by worrying added a hey, you added a bit to your height? Hey, look at that. <laughs> Nobody is hearing it, so stop saying it. <laughs> they think you are speaking tongues. <laughs> oh, come on, have your height increased since you were worried you were crying? Have, has your height increased? Has your problem solved a little? No. No. I mean, stop worrying. Stop worrying. I said, stop worrying. Why is it? Oh, I was expecting it. It didn't come. Then let me sleep. <laughs> I've been up all night. I've been thinking and thinking. I've been thinking. And thinking. You didn't wake up with a headache. Me, I was sleeping in the midst of my day. <laughs> Hallelujah. It doesn't that make more sense? Because in your thinking and thinking, you, it has no value to you. Why? Why? Why so many years? It does not. Oh, why? Why? <laughs> you finish it. Still not be there. Put on a, a. Get your radio. Put. I feel good. <laughs> Oh, and just rejoice. Is it, is it the joy of the Lord is my strength? But something begins to happen as you begin to rejoice. Is that count it all joy when you go through diverse temptations? Count it all joy. You, it's called joy one, joy two, joy three. Because all the trials, they are testimony one, they are testimony two, they are testimony three. And before they manifest, I will dance around all of them. Somebody give the Lord a shout and celebrate him here now all your problems are solved in Jesus name don't worry refuse your worries when you are walking throw your legs they don't know why you are throwing your legs if you are there you have long legs or short legs throw them like feel free so look at that careless boys and girls Hey, listen. What are you talking about? Somewhere, somehow, one shot in the midst of Tutun and I, somebody said, Hey, this person is what it's a person, and the person will flow in your direction. Look at that. You see, girls, even if you have a guy and you are, listen, ladies, some ladies, they don't, they are not looking for the manual. They will just want to see that you can talk bold enough and show that you have vision. They just want to see that you have the energy, the zing, the thing is moving you. Hey! Do you understand me? Yeah, 
come there and say, ah, I say, ah, I don't have the television, I carry the vision. Oh, and in my vision, people who have television are watching me. Hey, give God a shout and celebrate it now. What? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know the man, then you also won't have the vim to be able to move. Get some poorness of our life. Get some bonus of our life. Let me tell you something. I don't know. The Holy Spirit just reminded me of a testimony of one gentleman. He was a prayer secretary in KNUSC. He was a student of pharmacy. And so he prayed and did the work of God. And then he trailed. So he could not complete. He could not graduate. He could not graduate. And so he could not get a certificate. But in the course of... So his miss had passed out. God opened a chance. He went outside the country. I don't know, one of these countries, Canada also, or UK, one of them. He, he worked for some time, and then he, he came back. When he came back, the Lord told him that he's going to do three days fasting and prayer, and you pray 20 hours a day. <laughs> so you must show. <laughs> Now, this I am an eyewitness. So he told me I was there when he was sharing the testimony. It was a program we adopt testimony nights. Afuro, he has a church in uh, Kumasi right now. One of the sons of Apostle Victor. Oh, he prays. <laughs> Listen, that's when I realized it's also prayer. <laughs> so please, when you are gotten there, and it's not cooked in the name of. It is also prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, so he's only about to sleep only four hours intermittently. He said that when he had finished, Hallelujah. Yesterday I was listening to an interview by one I one, one of these worshippers uh, when he I'm not remembering his name but I'm sure some of you know who I'm talking about <laughs> and, and they were asking uh, they thought he said he's in the spirit <laughs> there's no no who are you to define who gave who's the, which standard are you comparing my tongues to that you are saying mine is a joke for fans See, they actually interviewed him because they wanted to make some ridicule of him. But his answers were deep. The answers were deep. He said that worship is unto God. So if I'm worshiping unto God, why do you think, why are you feeling as though you are the one I'm trying to impress or I'm trying to make something? And so you are going to insult me. I, I, I thought that was a very good answer. That's a very good answer. So after he prayed, he said after he had prayed, all of a sudden he had a call. Listen, this is somebody who does not have a certificate too. A multinational company wanted to come and set up in Ghana and they wanted him to be the country manager. In one day, salary. <laughs> he and his beloved are giving themselves five years to get married. After one and a half years, say, ah, baby, that's it. We are going to gather in five years. We have more than them. We have a house, car. Are we? <laughs> Someone shout, God is good! Listen, don't worry. I'm saying some, maybe I'm speaking to somebody, maybe your academics have not gone the way you wanted them to go. And so because of that, you are hanging yourself. Please, when you are doing that, leave your slippers and your shoes behind. We have to go and donate them at the orphanage. <laughs> because uh, somebody needs that shoe. You have gotten it to say that because you couldn't see this thing happen in your life. So you are going to end it all. You are going to end it all. Listen to me. Do not worry. Be anxious for nothing. Cast all your cares upon him. It could be a relationship issue. It could be a marriage issue. It could be a finance issue. It could be anything. Listen to me. There are people I've seen who are happy. And yet they sleep in front of shops in the middle of the night. They don't have any address. When Ghana post GPS was being their name is not in here. <laughs> when you suppose them letter, I don't, I don't know where the letter was. And they are happy. You you are perching some, inside somebody's bed and you are going to kill yourself. Yeah. 
cheer yourself fine and enjoy. No matter how bad your situation is, there's something that's worse. There's something that's worse. Rejoice. Celebrate the Lord. Give him praise. Mm. Praise God. So, let me just quickly wrap this up. I'll continue the rest. So, we see God's goodness revealed number one through natural blessings. Listen, every job, every uh, relationship, every tree, every food uh, to take that pleases us, every song, every friend, every flower, everything, it's uh, all, they're all expressions of God's goodness. Listen to me. If you have a friend like me and I always make you, or a pastor like me, I always make you laugh, it's the blessing, it's the goodness of God. Or what do you think? Yes, it's the goodness of God. You have a powerful choir like our own that can sing and bring the spirit of God down. It's the goodness of God. Amen and amen. It's the goodness of God. We have amazing media people like ours. You see, cameramen who know how to move things, my God. And they are not, it's a goodness of God. You understand me? Well, if you're able to even watch on look at you, you can, if you don't want to, you, you are angry at me, you don't want to look at my face, you can look in the TV. It's the goodness of God. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. It is the goodness of God. It is the goodness of God. And I don't know, but the more I, begin, I flow in this, the more God does things for us. The more God does things for us. Praise God. God, we are even in the process of getting another bus. Do you understand? It's the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God. Are you understanding me? It's the goodness of God. What have we done to deserve all of these messes? Sir. It is the goodness of God. That is all. That is all. It's his nature to be good. May that nature extend towards you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Number two, how does God reveal his goodness? Through his kind interventions coming through for you. I don't know who, or I think on Sunday, yeah, I was preaching from Psalm 107, and we see God coming through for people who were in trouble, and they called out unto him. It was an intervention. God broke through for them. So, miracles are also a manifestation of the goodness of God. He said, give thanks to the Lord for his good. Psalm 107. His faithful love for his mercies endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord proclaim that he has redeemed them from the hand of the foe, from the hand of the enemy. When you study that chapter, there's about at least four broad groups of people who you see God bringing intervention into their lives. I'm just going to mention them. Last Sunday, I mentioned some of them. But I'm just going to mention them for you to know how good God is. Miracle service. I was teaching on this subject. Number one, God comes to the rescue of people who are searching for something or someone that will satisfy their soul. They are in trouble. They need help. When they cry out to the Lord, he delivers them and their soul will find its true home in him. So, there are those who are broken. Come on, give me a, a few verses from, I think, the verse number, uh, up to the, from the verse number three to the verse number seven. Let me see where I can point this out quickly. Uh, for the sake of time, I'm trying to cut in short. And he gathered, out, he gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate place. They found no city to dwell in. Oh, my God. Do you feel like you are lost? You are part of these people. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. So God is good to those who cry out to the Lord in their distress. Are you going through a problem? When you cry out to the Lord, when you cry out to the Lord, oh, hallelujah, all the promises of God in him are yes. God, will you save me out of this problem? God will never say, I'm going to think about it. They say, what? God, will you heal me? God, will you give me food to eat? Will you give me clothes to wear? Will you give me a place to stay? Will you pay these school fees? Will you settle this marriage issue? Will you bring me a good husband? A good wife? A settlement in life? Somebody shout yes! That is what he's saying. You just spoke for God. He said yes. He intervenes, number two, in those who have even rebelled against the word of God. This one, one I saw and my heart broke. Who have rebelled against the work of God and they are suffering for it. When they repent, he delivers them from their distress. He breaks the chain, chains of sin that bind them and turns their nights to day. 
is gathered from the verse number 7 to the verse number 14. Those who turned against the word of God, they rebelled against God. The fool who said in his heart there is no God, even he, when he turns to God, God will save him. Isn't that a beautiful thing? The goodness of God. Interventions. Number three, he intervenes on behalf of, of, of his goodness in the lives of even the foolish people who have given themselves to sin and they find it's death. You know that some people, it is not that they are against, they are rebelling against the word of God. They know that this thing is what God says we shouldn't do it, but they are still doing it. They are expressing foolishness. They are still doing it. So the foolish who have given themselves to sin and find its death-bringing results, touching their relationships and their families and their lives. When they try, cry to the Lord, he heals them and he reverses the evil. Verse number 15 to verse number 20. It's at that point that he says that, and he sent his word. And he says, so that tells you that the answer to foolishness is the word of God. He sent his word. And delivered them from their distractions. He healed them of all their diseases. He sent his word. This was a, a word for the foolish. And then number four, he rescues those who are pounded by calamities. When the storm threatens to sink them, and they are at their wit's end, when they call on the Lord and they see him, and they see him, he commands the storm to be still because he is God. Listen to me, my brothers, my sisters. God has been there for you. He has been there for me more than we'll ever appreciate. In all your thanksgiving, you never finish thanking God because there are some things he delivered you from. You don't even know that he did it. So how will you thank him for that? He has done more for us than we, could, we can ever imagine. No matter your situation you are facing, God is the best person to take it to. There's no surer source of deliverance or blessing than him because he is good all the time. He's good all the time. He's good all the time. Praise God forevermore. The last revelation of God's goodness, I'll save it for Sunday morning. But tonight, I think we've all heard something over here. Is there anybody who can ever say that God has not been good? Sunday morning is going to be Jesus' answer miracle service. Everybody be, I'll share with you a story that will break your hearts. I'll share a story with you that will break your hearts. Sunday morning is going to be a sweet service. And Sunday evening is also another miracle service. Now, all of those services are targeted towards, towards soul winning. Bring somebody to come and hear about the goodness of God so that they'll make a decision. Today, one son of mine sent me a message and he said that, Papa, the Lord has been very good. The Lord has been very good. Now, all my family members who even used to laugh at me during TG days, who used to insult me for always coming for triumphant generations, serving the Lord, now all of them are turning to the Lord. Now, when they have problems, they call me to pray for them and they share their issues with me. My brothers, my sisters, my uncles, who used to insult me, now they are all turned to the Lord. She said, Papa, salvation has hit my family, has hit my home, has hit my home. Invite somebody. Those who you have invited and they've never, they never minded you to come, invite all of them. Get their, 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 their invitation cards. Write their names. Pray for them and call all of them. Let's partner with Jesus on this. He wants to show them his goodness. And you are going with that channel. You are going with that channel. Will you rise up to your feet with me for just a few minutes and lift up your hands and just begin to celebrate the Lord. Lord, you are good and your mercies endure it forever. Lift up your voice and just begin to give him praise. Lift up your voice and begin to give him praise. Let's get a communion. The communion is one of the manifestations of the goodness of God. It tells us about a God who became flesh. Who submitted himself not just as a human but as a servant of human beings. And then he died. He died. And now we have the blood and the body. It is just an expression of the goodness of God. In fact, let me give you a hint. That is the last point I'm going to speak about. It's just an expression of the goodness of God. When we see, we partake in the communion, we are remembering that God came in the flesh to come and save those who are in the flesh. Lift up your hands and just begin to give him praise. Begin to give him glory. Tell the Lord I give you praise. Thank you for your goodness in my life. That you have revealed through creation. And through your various interventions in my life, I'm forever grateful to you. Come and sing that song. I'm forever grateful to you. I'm forever grateful. 
On the cross. Lift up your voice. Just begin to bless him. Bless him as the quadri. Bless us with a song. Close your eyes. Talk to him right now. Lift up your hands. Oh. Remember all the miracles that he has done for you. Even this year alone, what has he done for you? Good. Okay, you, you can leave it and do it on Sunday. I'm forever great. Oh, Father, the emblems are blessed. We remember your goodness to these emblems. As we partake in them, Lord, let there be a perfection of your goodness in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Oh, come on, begin to worship him right now. Give him worship, give him praise. The Lord Jesus, in the same night in which was, he was betrayed, he took the bread and after he had broken it, he gave thanks and said, this is my body that is broken for you. As you partake in this, you do remember my death till I come. After the same manner, he took the cup, the wine, he blessed it and gave it to them and said this is the new testament the new covenant in my blood as often as you drink this you do show forth my death till i come and he said i will not enjoy the fruits of the grape until that day when i sit with you in my father's kingdom father thank you break that bread right now partake in it right now and then drink all of that wine and just begin to give him praise come on boy do it right now do it do it right now as you partake in the healing is taking place deliverance is not taking place the lord is working and working your life in the name of jesus christ lift up your voice begin to worship him close your eyes lift up your hands see jesus and give him praise Is there anybody sick over your place or wherever you are sick and be healed in your body right now? Let that infirmity go, let that pain go, let that demonic attack on your body go. If you are standing in for somebody, place your hand wherever they are not feeling well right now. God is bringing healing to you and to your family right now. We rebuke that infirmity. Those demons that have been assigned to destroy their, their bodies, I rebuke them right now. Be healed in your body. Be healed in your body. Devil, you leave them now. In the name of Jesus. Now you are free now. You are free now. You are free now. You are free now. Give God some praise and celebrate Him right now. Oh, to you, Lord. Get your offerings wherever you are. Just get your offerings. If you have your tithes, get it ready right now. I'll call you. Lift up your hands. The ushers will locate you. Oh, the Lord is working and working in this place right now. Before the end of this week, you are going to see the goodness of God. Father, we send this offering by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. As we give, we receive the blessing of your word. In the name of Jesus, go ahead and give right now. You have your tithe, any special offering? A seed, a pledge you want to redeem. First fruit, thanksgiving, partnership. You can come forward. I'll pray with you now. Is your tithe lifted up? Say, Father. Thank you for blessing me. Out of this blessing, I honor you with my tithes. I receive the blessing of your word. I declare my life will never be the same again. The Lord bless you and perfect his word in your life. You will suddenly see his glory. Oh, that fresh anointing in this place. That fresh presence in this place. It's changing situations around you now. I see yokes being broken. I sense demons living. I sense spiritual bondages being broken right now. You are free now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Shall we be on our feet just one minute? We'll be closing. If you're online, can you use online options to give your offerings? But we are going to pray to Sunday service. The Father save the lost. Draw the lost. Draw unbelievers. Bring
bring them into the house of God for their salvation, for their healing, and for their deliverance. Will you lift up your voice right now? Begin to pray to the Lord. Just for the next 30 seconds, lift up your voice. Begin to pray to the Lord right now. Begin to pray to the Lord. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Be lift up your voice. Father, bring them in in their numbers. Feel every child in this place. Let the loss come in. Let your word be fresh. Let your power be stronger. Heal the sick. Bring deliverance. Lift up oppressions. Let your children encounter you. Let them know that the house of God is a place of salvation. It's a place of healing. It's a place of deliverance. Let our prayer rise. Let them be impacted. Anyone that we have invited and anyone that we are going to invite, may they listen. May they come in their numbers. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, as we have prayed, so will it be. God will use your prayer to save the lost and you receive the reward for it. And now I bless you now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. The rest of your week is blessed. The rest of the week is blessed. The goodness of God is manifesting to you. Wednesday, receive it. Thursday, receive it. Friday, receive it. Saturday, receive it. Sunday, receive it and come back and give God some praise and some glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus Christ. Mm. Hallelujah. God willing to say our micro churches are coming on. Those who are meeting on Saturday stream. Uh, Saturday, I want we are going to have a special emergency prayer at 7. Uh, we'll start at 7 p.m. Anybody who loves God, anybody who loves the church, you can come and pray. We'll be praying for the church. So 7 o'clock, all stewards is compulsory. But anybody who loves God, who loves the church, who wants to stand with us to fight against whether that enemy wants to fight against the church, 7 p.m. We'll be right here to pray. Hallelujah. That you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokronipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.